0: Hi and welcome back everyone to another episode of the podcast. I am your host Emma Title, and I am so happy to be back with you here on the Women Today podcast. Happy, happy new year. I hope that over the last several weeks you have been able to do things that have been nourishing and restorative, perhaps even novel and fun and connective with family and friends. I know that it continues to be such an intense and complicated time for so many of us and my wish is that as you're listening to this that you and your loved ones are healthy and safe and well. So today I am really excited to share with you some ideas and practices and exercise to support you if you have been in the process of reflecting and or planning for this new year of 2022 ahead And I want to say right away that all of us have different relationships and processes with the transition into the new year and with visioning, with goal setting, if that's your thing, um, resolutions, if that's your thing. And there's no one right or wrong way. There's no one size fits all. But I will say that I have found it tremendously useful and valuable for me in my life to spend a considerable amount of time in reflective and visioning and planning processes, whether that's at the beginning of a new year or at other times throughout the year. It's a pretty big part of my life, and I really attribute both the reflective and the planning process to a lot of the successes and fulfillments and accomplishments that I have felt very fortunate to have achieved at this point in my life. So I'll be sharing lots of different ideas and options for you. Um, and of course take what works leave the rest and you can also let it commingle with the ways that you might already be doing these kinds of things um, and create your own processes that's really what I've done over the years I've learned from so many different people and I've just kind of done lots of hybrid modeling and come up with my own things that have worked or not worked and so I'll be sharing with you where I'm at right now but of course it will always change and evolve So um, whether or not you have already done some planning, reflection, visioning, goal setting, it always helps, I think, to refine and review and to also have different questions or methodologies or ways of taking yourself through the process to sort of cross-check the ideas you may have already come up with. And that's why I'm recording this episode now, right at the beginning of the new year. So the first thing that I want to say is I think We have kind of a bad rap with New Year's resolutions, particularly for us as women. It can be just such a setup for resolving to do things and then within a few weeks, like with most behavior change, we're not sticking with it and then it's really a setup for reducing our confidence or making us feel badly about ourselves or simulating a feeling of failure, which I don't believe it actually is a failure, but it feels that way and then it can sort of erode at our sense of well-being so i'm really not a fan of that i'm more a fan of deep attunement and you know taking stock of where we're at in our lives where we've been over the past year and where we want to steer the ship moving forward knowing that more than ever we are not in 100 percent control there are certain things we can heavily influence and shape and other things that we cannot so i approach this whole process with a ton of self-compassion a ton of flexibility, a good sense of humor, and a knowing that this is just about creating directions, orientations, and sort of shapes, feelings, senses of orientation and where we wanna be going. It's not about a rigid plan that has to be executed to the T 100% of the time. So with all that being said, one of the pieces that I find most critical, and anybody that I've learned from talks about this as well, is that we really can't step forward into newness. We can't step forward into behavior change. We can't step forward into a new experience of life or tackling a new big project or idea without reflecting on where we've been, how it's gone, and the lessons that we've learned. Because oftentimes, if we skip over that pra- that process of reflecting on where we've been we miss out on a huge amount of intel and data about who we are where our strengths are where we often get hung up and so i really really want to encourage you if you haven't already or to even take more time to reflect on 2021 to really take your time be methodical and digest everything that happened to you in the past year because I know it's been a massive year for all of us. So much has happened and has continued to happen. So to start out there, I'll just provide a few questions so that you can honestly and thoughtfully reflect on the past year. So one thing I recommend is that you take some time, even if it's only 15 minutes, 30 minutes would be great or more if you have it, and pull out pictures, calendars, journals, Anything that would help you to jog the memory and actually go back to January 2021 and remember what was going on, what issues were you struggling with, what things were you hoping to accomplish, where were you at, what was the pulse of your life one year ago. So once you've gotten a sense of that, what it was like one year ago, then you can start to methodically go through each month january february march april and so on all the way up through the end of the year december 2021 which we just completed and ask yourself these questions what did your life look like feel like or seem like at the beginning of last year what was going well and what was challenging you And as you go through the months and all the events and things that occurred, what are you most proud of from the past year? You can write down as many things as are true for you. What are you most grateful for from the past year? And where did you get the most challenged, stretched, stuck, or rocked in your process throughout the year? It may have even been just recently in the last couple of holiday months. What were the most important lessons you learned about yourself, your relationships, and life itself from everything that you touched, saw, experienced, went through in 2021? I want to encourage you that you can pause this audio. You can rewind. You can repeat the questions. But these are questions that have a lot of meat and juice to them. They're not something to be rushed through. And you could even ask yourself if you had the time, those set of questions for every single month of the last year. Once you've gone through that process, I want to encourage you if you haven't done this in some form already, and there's no right or wrong, you know, I think we get all hyped up around December 31st and we think it all has to be tied up and completed and closed the book of 2021. But what I'm finding, what many of the people I'm talking to are finding, is that the truth is things don't just automatically shift with the first of the year. It's a process. It's gradual. It's slow. And for some of us, it comes in other ways. It comes at a seasonal shift or a new moon or a full moon or something major, a big project or a deadline or you know, an educational piece completing or some kind of other cyclical completion. So we're not all lining up to just cross over from December 31st to January 1st and feel like a brand new person. That's not how it works. It's not how change works. It's not how development works. And it's also a way that we can sort of be unkind or even slightly abusive to ourselves to expect something like that overnight. So if you haven't already, I would encourage some kind of intentional release or closure from the past year so what do you need to release in order to transition into the new year gracefully what unnecessary weights or burdens or residue are you carrying on your shoulders and what would help you to tangibly release and complete those pieces so when I think about closures and release I often like to think about doing very tangible, practical things to free ourselves or to symbolically mark an ending or the completion of a process. So as would have it, I was supposed to be traveling the last couple of weeks and due to illness and lots of other factors, my family actually ended up staying home. And what we did for about 10 days was a deep decluttering donation process getting rid of stuff organizing stuff cleaning out the fridge we really just did a massive physical detox of our home environment and i noticed that it felt so good to just roll up our sleeves get dirty and sweaty and lift heavy things and that process of just simply removing a lot of physical objects from our home passing them on repurposing them organizing them helped me to feel such a sense of completion and closure with everything our family went through in the past year with moving homes and having a lot of disruption to our basic foundations and systems as a family. And it really helped me to release the intense stress and also positive stress of such a major home transition in 2021. So for you, I get curious Do you want to write something down and burn it in a fire? Do you want to get rid of clothing and donate it? Do you want to go into a steam room or a sauna and sweat? There's all sorts of ways, small and large, that we can do things. Clearing out our inbox, uh, going through old mail piles that are just these symbolic ways of releasing and resetting the energy in our space, in our mind, in our body. So whatever that looks like for you, you can get creative. Once that is complete and you feel a real sense of, okay, I'm I'm sort of reckoned with or I am in relationship to everything that happened in the last year, then I feel like it's really excellent to start shifting into the process of imagining or feeling into or envisioning the next year but don't rush the release and the closure. If you need more time, if it takes you till February. Again, there's no right or wrong here. It might be a completely different cycle for you than the, you know, the normal calendar cycle. Okay. So, when you do feel ready to shift your attention into the new year, I love to work in categories. And so I'm going to propose Thirteen categories that you might want to explore or get curious about with yourself. You can do fewer, you can do more, you can invent your own categories. Again, this is just to support you and jog ideas and creativity. So what I love to do is to sit down with a journal and a pen and turn on some music, sometimes light a candle, but I really like to have quiet and privacy to do this. And I like to give myself permission that there's no right or wrong I don't have to be super realistic this isn't about planning this is about visioning and envisioning and dreaming and I like to go through each category and ask myself questions for prompts so some good questions you might use are I would feel so good about myself and life if dot 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 or I've always wanted to experience or have or do dot 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 So this is really about a brainstorm session. I would give yourself at least 30 minutes, if not more in each, not for each category, but total. You might find that you spend a lot more time and one category is overflowing, whereas other categories are more blank or sort of empty, like you don't know what to even imagine or dream of. And that's okay. That's honestly really juicy and valuable information for you about what is actually most alive, most important, or the biggest priorities in your life, this stage and season of your life. And that's always gonna be a fluctuating moving target even throughout one calendar year. So the categories that I often work with are, and they're in no particular order here, but health. And I break that down to physical and then mental and emotional, finances, career, extended family or a family of origin depending on where you're at in your life right now and who those people are friends larger community or the world like broader networks love and or partnership and that might be if you have an intimate partnership or you're longing for one but it's a whole category of love of life that love intimacy and partnership parenting slash nuclear family if that's something that you have and or are creating in your life right now or something that you're longing for home and environment so your physical space and surroundings where you live your location learning and growth hobbies adventure and spirituality now of course many of these categories you could put into combine them and put into one category Some of them may not feel relevant to you, or I may have missed something that feels different or more important to you. So please don't just follow what I'm saying. These are just ideas, but really think about what are the big, broad buckets of your life and make sure that you're dreaming and brainstorming and identifying where your desire is, where you might want to go in your life in each of those categories and really doing it justice because this is a version of doing yourself justice giving space to your hopes and dreams and your desires and what you want to see change, what is not working for you, giving space and time for that is a way of loving yourself and respecting yourself and honoring that you matter, that your life matters, and that you are worthy of your time, energy, and attention. So once you've gone through that process, I highly recommend that you stop, take a break, So don't even look at it until the next day. So you can go out, do something, go to sleep, whatever it is, but just let it simmer, let it percolate. We don't want to rush the process. I often will take at least a day break. This year, I was feeling so into the reflective envisioning process. I honestly took the entire month of December. I had many different sessions, both alone and also with my husband and for our planning and visioning and I I took the whole month and honestly it felt so good to not rush and to just give myself the time and the space and the energy to keep refining and reflecting and reviewing and and assessing with myself do I honestly want these things do these things really matter or don't they So once you come back to it, whether it's the next day or in a week or whatever it is, I want you to go back and look through what you've written down. I want you to use freely and liberally the Xing out and the circling. I want you to actually look at what is most important to prioritize this year and what things feel like, no, you have no intention of going after or making time or space for that. So really get ruthless of, yeah, that sounds good, but it's not actually a top priority. And one of the ways that I go through this process is I ask myself questions. So I say, if I could only succeed at three of these things from this entire list in one year, which three would create the biggest change or the biggest impact in my life and which would serve me for years to come? So when we look at dreams or ideas, there's often different categories. There's ones that can be accomplished pretty quickly and easily. There's others that take a lot more time and planning and even time to come into fruition. And then there are some in between. And so when I'm talking about refining it or distilling it to just three things, I recommend and encourage that you think about the three biggest levers. I'm talking about things like Okay, if you go back to school for a three or four year degree program or a two year degree program, that would be a big investment that would take a lot of time, energy, money, resources. But probably that is a decision that is going to pay results or returns or dividends, you know, not necessarily financially, but in many different ways, fulfillment dividends for years to come similarly you know if you're contemplating having a child that might be something that's really hard to do or to take on right now but it's part of your more lifelong vision of being a parent and having children so there are lots of different ways to play with this but i would encourage you to look at what are the three that would have the biggest impact or it might be a more behavioral change thing like If you decided to start exercising regularly and you maintained that for a year, how would that affect who you are a year from now? How would that change who you are? If you have an insomnia issue and you actually got help to deal with it and you started sleeping regularly, how would that dramatically impact your life for years to come? So once you've kind of distilled these and you've gone through circling, starring, crossing off items... I want you to get a real sense of realisticness. So this is now where more of that discernment comes in. Have you chosen too many things to focus on or perhaps not enough? Maybe you haven't challenged yourself or held high enough standards for yourself. But if you were to narrow it down to just a handful of things, have you chosen the ones that are honestly, truthfully the most exciting perhaps the most intimidating because you know they're going to take a lot from you, but the ones that really, if you gave your time and energy and attention to them in the next year, you would feel so proud of yourself for going after them in this next year, for creating these things or making these changes or risking taking courageous steps in the direction of your dreams. And then once I've gone through that process, what I like to do is... To just think about the next few months, and I think three months is a beautiful amount of time because it, first of all, there's a lot of research that shows that at the one month, two month, and three month increments is when behavior change can actually really start to set in and integrate and become less hard and more of a way of life, more of a lifestyle. And second of all, it's often the amount of a season if you live in a four season area, and you know people who are in business might be more used to the quarterly system so if you imagine january february and march as one chunk of you know a quarter of a year i want you to think about breaking those visions down whatever they are you know 3 5 maybe 6 7 i wouldn't go past 8 but breaking those visions down into smaller bite-sized pieces what are the actual things that you could do in January February and March and that's a way of just respecting our limits our humanity the fact that we don't have endless boundless amounts of energy and we have so much that we're all trying to do and be with in our lives and then writing down those smaller chunks those smaller action items or things that need to get done in order to move the needle on these bigger items that you've identified. And then what I'll do is I actually put a meeting for myself in the calendar for March where I come back to the review work and the planning and the visioning work I've done starting in January and I come back to it in March and I look at it and get back in alignment, back on pulse with myself. And so much of life has happened in three months. Maybe my goals and my vision and my priorities have completely changed because something unexpected happened. Or maybe I still want the same things, but I lost momentum. So it's an opportunity to regroup, get back on the saddle and decide what actions I'm going to take next. So that is how I go about the planning process. And the other thing, a little tidbit that I'll share is that I put the items that I'm working on in those three months, that quarter or that season, somewhere visually accessible to me so that every day when I sit down to work or I have time Alone, where I can move my big priorities forward, I am priming my brain and reminding myself of the things that are important to me, that I've taken the time, the energy, the thoughtfulness to really decide are the most important to me for the coming year. And so it's a way that I gift myself with the orientation and the reminder of my priorities, my dreams, my goals, because it's so easy to get distracted and taken off course. But the priorities, the interests, and just the plain everyday distractions that we all wrestle with or curveballs or unexpected things that happen. And it's a way that I give myself that gift of knowing myself, remembering my own inner compass, remembering where I would like to guide this ship in the coming year, whether or not I get there is secondary to how I feel throughout the year and how my process is going and if I feel oriented to self connected to self and connected to the dreams and the visions and the goals that matter most to me so i hope that this has been helpful for you i could go on and on about this there are lots of other things and little strategies and tricks and tips and tools that i can give you Um, but i think this is more than enough for now if you give yourself the time to reflect to conscientiously complete and then to envision and to dream and to discern and distill and hone your list down i think you will be grateful you will thank yourself and as we go through the year month by month quarter by quarter season by season all the way into the end of 2022 with all of the life that's going to transpire between here and there you will feel more proud of yourself more oriented less stressed more on point more on target with this inner compass and orientation clear from the start so many blessings to you for the start of a beautiful new year may you be kind may you be gentle may you be loving with yourself with all of the people around you and just know that your dreams your desires your energy your wishes all of the things that matter to you are valuable and they're worthy of your time and attention. Okay, wishing you all the best, and I look forward to connecting soon.